Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. This is Cynthia Smalls with Bad to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ ever. He is coming back for us and he's looking for us to remain faithful as we walk out this world. I mean, as we walk out this life in this world, we are not going to give up hope. We are not going to give in just because the world is crashing all around us. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want to talk about a little something different today. Just a little something just to keep us in our right frame of mind as we navigate through these crazy times and what's going on in the world today. There are a lot of people who are actually on the fence when it comes to accepting Jesus as their savior it is like they are waiting for that one piece of evidence that one piece of proof to let them know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is real that God exists and that they are actually in desperate in desperate need of a savior okay holy spirit i am going to allow you to speak because you know what is on my heart the problem that i see where people is concerned about whether or not to come to christ because of this false information because of this rhetoric that surrounds Christianity. The problem is when you peel back all the layers of uncertainty, of uh, questions, you know, without a doubt, people have questions. You know what I mean? I mean, we all have questions when it comes to what does salvation really mean? What does heaven really mean? What does hell really mean? So, like I said, that if you peel away all the layers to all of that, the bottom line is that people are dragging their feet to come to Christ because they do not want to give up their sin. They are trying to, just like we all have, we all, we, listen, we all did this, right? When we, when we was feeling the pull of the Holy Spirit to let us know and convicting us in our heart that, you know what, the way I'm living, mm-mm, it ain't right. What I'm doing, mm-mm, it ain't right. You know, you got to get your life together, girl. You know, you got to clean up, you know. But 
what kept me and like it keeps all of us from coming to Christ is because we think that once we come to Christ that we have to give up our sin and you're right <laughs> we have to give up sin and so a lot of people because I can hear it in the voice you know what I mean you can hear it in a person's voice that they're right there they're there are like two messages away from coming to Christ. And it's like, you can feel them on that hook. It's just like, okay, Lord Jesus, use me. What is it that you want me to convey to this person that it's going to be okay? Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is going to be okay when you come to Christ. Because let me tell you, that sin that big fun that you think that you are going to be missing out on it ain't what it it ain't what you think it is it's not all cracked cracked up to be what this world puts out because right now the world is saying yo we are having too much fun to give all of this up and you know how you like to smoke your weed and you know how you like to smoke them cigarettes. And you know how you like to meet old girl, old boy down at the lunch hour hour to have your little fun. Do you really want to give up all that for who? Someone that you're really not sure about anyway? For someone who you're not altogether convinced that he died for your sins? And so will you have that cartoon angel and devil on your shoulder you know, trying to pull you in one direction. On one hand, you you know, everyone always have that, that Christian friend or that Christian family member that is trying to let you know, listen, you really have to stop sinning, okay? Because Jesus says that if you do not give up your sin, you will die in them. And likewise, you too shall perish. So, of course, we always got that one relative that every time you turn around at every family function, at um, at every family gathering, there she is or there he is always talking about Jesus, always trying to get someone saved. Or you have that co-worker that always trying to get everybody on the job saved, that got uh, Jesus posters up and down their in their cubicles they they always got a word from the lord for you you know what i mean so and you are right there you know what they saying is true because the bible even tells us in the book of romans um i believe in the first chapter that that men know the truth about god but because of their sins and the fact they don't want to give it up they suppress that truth and they believe the lies of what God is or what God should be or or what God's uh, color should be. Because if he's not black or if he's not white, then something is wrong with that. And you see, that comes from Satan. Satan is the master of confusion. And so when you have like, okay, myself obviously if you see the profile picture i am an african-american woman right okay in my culture in certain parts of my culture 
they are pro-black. That's all they want to be is pro-black. And so the God that they want to serve has to be black as well. Because, you know, our culture was taken from us. Our heritage was taken from us. And all the ins and out about slavery and how we were robbed and all of that. Okay. I get it. I know the whole history. You don't have to tell it to me. I'm black. I know it too. But because Satan is the master manipulator, when it comes to Christ, he will muddy the waters. And why And why is he doing that? Because he knows who Christ is. He was in heaven with Christ. He knows that Christ exists. So what he is trying to do is try to deceive you and confuse you and distract you from the cross with all of this fruitless argument and pointless argument about the color of Jesus' skin. Who cares what color he is? Look, listen. The only thing that matters is his blood is red and that if we don't stop sinning and repent, we are going to go to hell. Now, me knowing that Jesus is black, okay, but guess what? I'm still in my sins. What would that do me? Having all of this cultural information and background information if I'm sitting in hell with you, huh? So, like I said, aside from all of that, you were on the fence right there. Like I said, that person is one, maybe two at the most message messages away from saying, okay, 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 you're right, Lord, I'm a sinner. I know my... <sighs> natural condition that i am fallen i am sinful i am corrupt and i am in need desperately of a savior and you see the problem also is this and this is why i keep going back to these wolves and sheep clothing because you see the problem is that the true message of the cross, thank you, Holy Spirit, is not being preached in these mega churches today. And why is that? Because they are they are so busy trying to tell you to get in on Abraham's blessing. You know, the blessing of Abraham will make you rich just like he was. You know, all you got to do is tithe and bring all your uh, love offerings. And in that way, God will bless you. And I keep telling everybody, God is not the mafia. We do not have to pay him to save us, to protect us, and to heal us. And you mean tell me that God, according to them, okay, <laughs> according to them, that God is so shallow that the only way that you can make him move is to give him some money. No, that's your corrupt mind. Okay, don't put that off on God. Don't don't self-project your sinful and corrupt mindset because we know that the only way that you will move is if someone pay you. So don't put that off on God. Right, Holy Spirit? Come on now. Don't put that off on God. And you see... And people who are really seeking for the truth now, I'm not talking about your straight atheist who wants nothing to do with Christ, 
don't even come to them preaching about the word because they ain't trying to hear it. I'm talking about that person that's really looking for some answers. They are confused. They don't know what to believe. And the book of Romans talks about that too. Look, we all should go and study Romans chapter 1. Because in there, it, it, it completely lays out what the situation is with you. Why are you in this sinful state? Why you think the way that you are? Why you resist God? And why you will not accept him? It lays it all in there. And like I said, when you peel back all the layers to everything, including them questions you have, them uncertainties that you have, and that dragging of your feet, the bottom line is this, at the end of the day, we do not want to give up our sin. We don't. That's why we we are buying into the all these excuses and, and reasonings and questionings. It's because we are trying to find a loophole to get around being obedient to Christ because yes people want to come to Christ but guess what they don't want to give up their sin well you can't have your cake and eat it too my friend you cannot come to Christ and expect not to have that expectation put on you that you will lay down your sin that's the whole point come on now everybody knows what Christ stands for he stands for obedience and and stop sinning okay now that may not be all scriptural what i just said but that's the essence of it all we know that jesus is perfect and holy and good and righteous and we and we all know this that when we come to christ he is expecting us to be just like him righteous holy and giving up the sin yeah, sorry about that. My phone was ringing. But yes, Christ is holy, good, and righteous, and he is expecting us to give up the sin. So let's look at Romans chapter 1. Because you see, in Romans 1, it tells us our sinful condition, why we think the way we think, why we feel um, the way we feel towards God. So look, in verse 18 of, of Romans 1, it says, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 19, they know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. Verse 20, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Verse 21, yes, they knew God, but they didn't want to worship him as God or, or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. Like I was saying earlier. Okay, you have, like in my culture, a whole segment of people that wants to tell everybody that Jesus is black. And that Jesus that we all see, that white man Jesus, he is not our God and 
all of this foolishness well it tells us right here and they began to think of foolish ideas of what god was like i just wanted to point that out as a result of all of that their minds became dark and confused yes you are confused to think that god is concerned about the color of his sin let me just point this out jesus made himself of no reputation jesus did not go around preaching blackness whiteness brownness redness he didn't no he preached repent and believe for the kingdom of god is at hand right and so like the bible says as a result their minds became dark and confused claiming verse 22 claiming to be wise they instead became utter fools verse 23 and instead of uh, and instead of worshiping the glorious ever living god they worship idols made to look like mere uh, people and birds and animals and reptiles verse 24 so god abandoned them to whatever shameful things their hearts desired because you see god turned them over to a rope of bait uh depraved mind right and so he abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desire um desired as a result they did vile and degrading things with each other bodies verse 25 they traded the truth about god for a lie so they worship and serve the things god created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise amen verse 26 that is why god abandoned them to their shameful desires even the women god is like even the women even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other verse 27 and the men instead of having normal sexual relations with women burn with lust for each other i'm telling you homosexuality is a sin people we got to wake up men did shameful things with other men and as a result of this sin here it is because you see the gay community wants to scream to the rooftops that what they are doing is not a sin no my friends you are deceived that is a clear sin because look god said men did shameful things with other men he's and he was talking about the women too and as a result of this sin they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve and look at what's going to happen to them look at this verse 28 okay since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge god okay well he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done my people wake up sleeping with a man if you're a man and sleeping with a woman the bible says that um those things that should never be done it should never be done that way it's not natural thank you holy spirit it is not natural to lie with the same sex i don't care what they say oh 
we should be able to love who we want and 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 i was born this way i can't help it i like my same sex okay well you know why you thinking like that god says that your mind is foolish and so he is going to turn you over to your foolish thinking and let them do things they that should never be done verse 29 their lives became full. So, okay, this is what you want. Well, I'm quite sure this is showing up in your life. Look, their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Every kind. That means every kind of wickedness. I can't even imagine what all that entails. But nonetheless, look, every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, what murder quarreling mm, deception the list ain't stopping y'all deception malicious behavior and gossip verse 30 they are backstabbers what and so y'all want to keep on living in that gay lifestyle uh-huh verse 30 they are backstabbers haters of god insolent proud and boastful and this is where they get all their all, all those uh, pride parades all throughout America, and they are proud and boastful. They are putting their their nakedness in your face. They they coming out dressed in all kind of manner of ill repute. Okay, they are uh, some um, the women. You know, they got they, they, they breast painted and the men's genitals like half covered and they just shaking it in your face, just putting it in your face. It's disgusting. Okay, now look, okay, they invent new ways of sinning. You got to be kidding me here. How you, I mean, you have to have a deep level of, of wanting to sin to come up with new ways of sinning. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and they have no mercy. Verse 32, they know God's justice required that those who do these things, okay, they know it. Listen, they can lie in your face all they want. Talking about, no, I know I know that God would want me to uh, express myself. Absolutely not. Okay. They know what they doing requires justice. Why? Because the Bible is saying so. Okay. So verse 32. Like I said, they know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet. Yet. Look. They know. They know without a shadow of a doubt that that homosexuality, what they're doing, requires them to die. And you would think they would have a moment of clarity and be like, you know what? Maybe we should just stop. No. No, because it says, yet they do them anyway. I mean, how arrogant and prideful you got to be. When God Almighty, who created the heavens and the earth and created your whole entire body, you know what he expects. 
and you know look listen whether or not you want to say it public publicly but in your heart you know what you're doing ain't right come on now if it's not homosexuality we all know when we sin we know it ain't right it is built in us thank you holy spirit it is automatically built within our spirits right from wrong is in there that's why that's why when temptation comes your way at least for at least five seconds you kind of contemplate whether or not you want to do it or not you know what i mean but getting back to the scripture here it says that they know god's require they know god's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die that means eternal separation from him in the lake of fire right but yet they like and so what you mean and so yeah because the bible says yet they do them anyway they do them anyway they like god keep your laws keep your requirements we ain't trying to hear nothing we're going to do this anyway now that's boastful and that's what it says that they would do look if you go back up to verse 30 they said that it says that they are backstabbers haters of god insolent proud and boastful boastful you know so whether we talking about the homosexual or we talking about the atheist or we talking about the murderer or we talking about the adulterer okay all of that everybody that's listed on first corinthians 6 verses 9 through 10 all of them because it says that do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminates that's you know men that like to dress up in and women clothing you know or transvestites you know that's very feminine and very soft-spoken them neither effeminates homosexuals thieves the covetous the drunkards yes yes people that are drunk drunkards not just you know having a beer or two every now and again after the ball game no we're talking about drinking drunks okay neither uh drunkards or revilers those are those are people who love to slander other people just basically assassinating them with that tongue always got something negative to say you know what i mean or swindlers people that deceive and con people and beat them out their money beat them out of their property you know uh just straight up just a con man they will not inherit the kingdom of god i don't care what you feel like you should have been born as god makes no mistakes because you see they got it twisted they think that that god is just as confused being up there and he and he be getting it wrong god don't get anything wrong he said may god be true and every man be a liar amen hallelujah okay so now look yeah so yeah so we was ending with verse 32 they know god's justice required requires that those who do these things deserve to die yet they do them anywhere anyway and worse yet because if you thought all of that was bad 
<laughs> if you do it, they're being, uh, let me see, let's go back up here. Being sinful, greedy, hateful, envious, murderous, uh, uh, quarreling, you know, always nitpicking. You know, always finding fault with something. You know, always saying this or you're saying that. you just picking a fight. Yeah, all of that. If you thought that was bad enough, but worse yet, okay, worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. So, I just wanted to say that I said all that to say this. The reason why people are dragging their feet now, they are deceiving themselves by saying, no, no, it's not because I don't want to stop sinning. It is. And that's the point. The reason why they are dragging their feet and coming to Christ is because they don't want to put down that sin. They don't want to put down them cigarettes. They don't want to put down that weed. They don't want to stop sleeping around. They don't want to stop going to all the pro uh a sports game they don't want to stop lying and cussing and stealing and and beating money and beating people out of their money they don't want to stop being the con man they don't want to stop uh uh their homosexual lifestyles they don't want to stop dressing as women and the women dressing as boys you are a girl you know what i'm saying put on a dress like stop like really stop it you know what I mean? And to stop all this Jezebel spirits. Come on, ladies. Take off them yoga pants. Look, listen. If you got to wear your yoga pants, at least put on a shirt, the a long shirt to cover up that booty. Let me tell you something. These bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay? We are walking around like little churches. Okay? So, ladies, all them breasts hips and thighs you got to cover that up you are a walking pornographic billboard okay you you are spiritually killing boys and men's and uncles and and grandfathers and other women who like women okay you are causing them to stumble why because when you walk around with that big juicy booty and they looking at it, you are causing them to lust in their hearts after you. They don't even have to sleep with you. Jesus says that if a man or a woman, if a man lusts in their hearts for someone, guess what? They are committing adultery. It's the same as if they are actually sleeping with you and cheating on their spouse. That's how serious it is this is not a game let me tell you you see people think god is playing god ain't playing you playing you playing with your sin you playing with them yoga pants you playing with them cigarettes you playing with all that beer and alcohol and you playing with your body parts stop playing jesus said to repent and believe and turn back to god and you see, this is why they don't want to come to Christ. They don't want to put down them yoga pants. They don't want to take off those 10-inch stiletto red bottom shoes. They don't want to stop. They're sexy. They don't want to stop with all of this, all of this um, attire, this costly attire, $500 for a belt. Are you kidding me? $500 five hundred dollars for a belt and you living in the projects i don't think so so there you have it there you have it 
That is why they dragging their feet. Now, they can say no, 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 no. That's not the reason. I still have questions. No. God already laid out what it was. Look, he said, because I, I got to go back to it. Look, verse 19 of Romans 1. They know the truth about God. They know the truth about God. They know that God is holy. They know that God is righteous. And they know that if you come to God, that you're going to have to clean up and fly right. I think I said that right. Anyway, right? And so because the fact that they know the truth about God, because God made it obvious to them, they can see it in the earth. They can see it in the sky. So they are without excuse. But look, but yes, they knew God. See, he's saying it again. Okay, so don't say, well, I don't know, God, I don't know, this and that. No, those are just foolish thinkings, foolish arguments. And we and we are allowing this sinful world that's ran by Satan, okay, to confuse the matter, to muddy the waters. He is saying, it don't take all of that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He is he's saying it don't take all of that. Look, listen, God going to love you in your yoga pants. He going to love you in that homosexuality. He, he going to love you as you smoking the weed because after all, he made it from the earth. So if it's from the earth, we can have it. Oh, that's when we, <laughs> that's when we want to acknowledge God, right? When it comes to the weed, right? Because the first thing a weed smoker say, well, well, God made it from the earth. It's from the earth. I thought you didn't believe in God. I thought that you didn't believe that he exists. See? See what I'm talking about. Okay? They know God. Look, the Bible says, yes, they knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. But no. So they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. Like, for instance, God is going to love me in my yoga pants. God don't mind me smoking this weed because he made it. You know what? God is really black. Or, you know what? God made a mistake. So I'm thinking that this, that God up there, you know, he makes mistakes because can he tell that even though I'm a boy, but I'm really supposed to be a girl. So they create all these false images of a God that they, out of their foolish thinking, come up with. Okay? Listen. The Bible, thank you, Holy Spirit, the Bible is very easy. I think I read somewhere long ago that the education level of the uh, Bible it was that a seventh grader can be able to read it and, and, and at least understand the conceptual concept of it. Okay, now obviously spiritual matters need to be discerned and that's only through the uh, Holy Spirit. But if you were just to read it, and I hate to say this as a book, oh, I can't stand that. But if you were to read it, anyone that has at least a seventh grade uh, education level can be able to at least understand what what is trying to say. But so. Like I said, in closing, the reason why people were dragging their feet, because it was my reason. I can't tell you, right before like, I was too 
<laughs> two more messages away from fully coming to Christ, okay? And I remember crying at the foot of my bed, buckets of, of tears, heart-wrenching, I mean, gulping, crying of tears because I want to come to Christ, but I didn't want to give up the sin. So you cannot tell me, look, listen, God said that, um, oh, that everything is common to man. So if I went through it, we all have gone through this right before we came to Christ because that was the last hurdle. We heard the message of the cross. We heard the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, how he, how he died, he was buried, and he was uh, raised out of the grave after three days, and he rose back up to heaven where he is now sitting at the right hand of God. We heard John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, we know who that is, the Lord Jesus Christ, that whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We heard all of that, okay? But the last hurdle is to finally say, you know what? I'm going to lay this sin down. And people take years to get over that one last hurdle. And you know what the, the crazy but but the but the loving part of it all, right? Because see, this is what they don't realize what's on the other side of that hurdle. Guess what? You're going to look at all this sin you thought you were having and be like, what? This ain't no fun at all. What? I was on my way to hell because Paul even asked the question, what benefit did you get out of all of this? Because you see, when Satan has your eyes blinded, you think this is big fun. You think you can't live without this. You think that you have to have that, that blunt every morning for a wake and bake. He will actually have you believe that you can't function without a blunt or um, um, a, a pint of liquor. Absolutely not. And let me tell you, the miracle that takes place once you settle down in your spirit, once you realize what it took for Jesus to finally get to the cross and that horrific death he went through. Because you see, the Roman Catholic Church will have you think that, oh, this pretty Jesus hanging up on a cross with this little trickle of blood coming from this little pierced, little, little small cut you know, above his rib cage, and he's looking very, you know, sorrowful, and that's it, and people don't understand, that's not what he looked like up there on that cross, first of all, he was completely naked, all his skin was basic, basically a uh, tore, his flesh was tore off his body, his face was mangled, they, they, they pulled his beard out, could you imagine having your beard pulled out, Okay, and they they put this crown of thorns in his skull. It wasn't just placed lovingly on his head. It was pushed down. It was like spikes being driven into his head. Okay, it wasn't pretty in the book of Isaiah. It, it mentions that he looked unrecognizable. That's how much of a beating the Roman soldiers did to him before they nailed him in his wrist. Not, you know, in the palm of his hands where it's all fleshy. No, in the bones of his wrist. And he had to hold himself up 
Okay, can you imagine the pain that it was? Because you see, if people don't understand what what the um, a crucifixion really entailed, listen, I challenge you, go Google, go study, okay, um, the pain and agony that uh, a prisoner, okay, went through in the midst of a crucifixion, not, not to mention all the flogging or the tearing of, of your skin with those cat of nine tails, you know, uh, that tore into his flesh as they whipped him with this cat of nine tails at the end of these um individual uh, whips they, they had pieces of glass and stone and metal so that when that roman soldier slashed you on your back it dug into your skin and ripped it away come on now come on so when you think about that jesus up on the cross suffered for you it was a it was horrific it wasn't some just cute little, you know, dying on the cross, little trickle of blood. It was horrendous. So when you think of it like that, I'm telling you, it compels you not to sin. But yes, it does take some time. Why? Because that old man, he don't want to die. No, that old sinful nature, he don't want to die. But if you're serious, if you're serious about wanting to get to heaven, then you will go and you'll study these scriptures and you and you ask for wisdom. Ask the Father for wisdom. And that's another thing that I should have mentioned that people that are dragging their feet because they have questions and they are being led astray with with uh, uh, this reasoning and with that reasoning. And then you have all these so-called Christian um, hypocrites, you know, parading their sin in their face. And no wonder they're like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm doing better than you all. I don't need to come to Christ, but if you are seeking for truth, ask God, God, let me know that you are real. And then you ask him whatever questions that you may have, ask him and he'll show it to you. He says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be answered. Okay. I said, I'm going to let y'all go. So I'm going to let y'all go until next time. Be well. And for those who are sitting on the fence, come on over. Just come all over to Christ. And I'm telling you, I am a witness. I was a chief sinner woman. I was, I'm going to say it, I was a whore. I slept around. I committed adultery. I committed fornication. You know, it. I was a hot mess. Okay. So, but anyway, I've come out all of that. Glory be to God. It was a miracle. A miracle. So I know if he did it for me, he'll do it for you and lay down that sin. Because trust me, you're not going to want to sin. You're not. I'm telling you from experience. If no one has ever told you that um, that it was impossible to stop sinning, that's a lie. It can't. Take it from me because I want to give up my sin. Trust and believe that. I want to give it up, but I gave it up because I love Christ. And just thinking about all what he did for for me dying for me dying the way that he died thank you holy spirit for that it's the way you know what i mean okay you know what it's one thing if someone takes a bullet for you all right okay it's the bullet boom you're dead and you're out of there right but no it's the way how he died how he had to carry that cross beam up there to calvary how he was so tired already being tired sweating blood up there in the garden of Gethsemane the night before and being dragged through the, the street 
on some trumped up charge of blasphemy because he was telling them the truth that he's God and God sent him down here to die for the sins of the world. You will be forever blessed. Trust me. So anyway, I'll let you all go. Be well, Lord willing. Until next time, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.